that we couldn't believe that our maker designed us with these these flaws that we just weren't able to heal from this and I couldn't understand why he would have designed me with a body that would attack itself so we didn't give up searching Welcome to the Zadok podcast where we explore the scriptures through creativity and tell stories of beauty from the ashes Come and join us on this pilgrimage as we seek the Father's heart through Yeshua the way the truth and the life Friends welcome to Zadok podcast we're back I'm Edgar Judah and we're so glad to have you today. We're so privileged to be in the feast season. Uh, we just recently celebrated Yom Kippur and we're looking forward to Feast of Tabernacles. So yeah, we're really excited. We always um, look forward to the biblical feasts. And um, today we're just going to continue from the previous podcast. We had Renee Lowing sharing her testimony of a 22-week pregnancy with Thomas. And it was so special just to hear Abba's faithfulness and how they just... 22 months. 22 months, sorry. Yeah, shucks, 22 weeks. There's a... Yeah, that's... No, that's way different. Sorry. Yeah. Difference between weeks and months. Yeah. Big. Thank you. Thank you, my... Rebubian. Yeah. So today we're just going to continue... Um, with something different, also uh, a health testimony coming from Renee. Common uh, wants to say something. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to part one, I will. I want to invite you to pause this podcast right here and go back to part one and listen to that and come back. Yes, definitely do that because then this is going to make a lot more sense and you're going to know Renee's background and her family background. And, and if you listen to the end, the first podcast and you wonder how that ice cream was it was quite good mm, it's a bit delicious. melted but it was very chocolatey we just had it yeah, yeah. Small it, was, it was a banting ice cream it was a banting ice cream i'm not sure is that healthy uh, i don't know we didn't just tastes good sugar rush it was fine the did we not want a sugar rush no. i don't know okay maybe we're gonna need it but okay <laughs> um we're just gonna take a short break and once we get back we're gonna have renee uh, continue her testimony have you heard of Atava.com, the online shop for spiritful books, health products, essential oils, and handcrafted gifts? Visit us at atavah.com and discover something new. Atava.com Okay, welcome back, friends. So, yes, we're going to pick things up where we left them. <laughs> um we're very used to doing that. Well, we usually pack, th- pick things up. Yeah. Of, um, people that left stuff around the house, usually kids and so on. But this time we're going to pick the conversation <laughs> up. <laughs> um, anyway, so we were, um, sharing just, um, a lot of testimonies. You were sharing a lot of testimonies. Yeah. Right? That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Renee has quite a lot of testimonies that the Lord is writing into her life and it's all for his glory and they have chose to embrace it as such, to embrace the difficult seasons, um, and to take it to him and to submit it to him, to surrender to him. And yeah, we, we have been privileged to see the fruit thereof and to be part of that journeys and yeah, can testify that the Lord is good. Yes. Yeah, always. Yes. So we were chatting about your pregnancy with your second son. 
and um, impact that quite a bit. Um, but I think a lot of the listeners was wondering in between all of that, um, how did the MS and the pregnancy, like what happened in between there? Did you still experience symptoms of the MS during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy? Um, yeah, maybe we can pick things up somewhere around there, even before the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tend to sort of think in lists and boxes sometimes. And um, I think for the listeners, it might be best if I approach it in a chronological order. <laughs> so in 2015, um, in the beginning of 2015, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I had really, really big scar. Well, scarring, they're, they're actually called lesions on, on the brain. Um, the one looked to be about like as big as a fire end piece in my brain. Sure. And, um, and that, that was in the left side. So the right side of my body was affected. Mm-hmm. And, um, a short while afterwards, uh, we, we actually had a miscarriage. And in a short while after that, we had a cancer scare. Sure. And then, um, about a year after that, I was experiencing this pregnancy that I really didn't know what was going on, but Abba had said he's not going to let us go through a miscarriage again. So I just, I just held on to that. And then this pregnancy was, um, was taking longer, I guess, <laughs> to bake than the regular pregnancy. And then, then we were placed on this journey of, of waiting a really long time for this baby. And, um, yeah, well, that, that wound up to be 22 months. So 2015 was really a year of awakening. Um, the original symptoms of the MS were quite severe. Um, if, if you had heard the previous podcast, you would know that I, I sort of lost control of the right side of my body. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't actually get my leg to, to, um, function properly when I was driving. So not being able to press the brake at the right time is a really big issue. Mm, and um, I suddenly became very dependent on other people, especially my husband. And uh, I, I always felt um, so sorry for him that, that he's stuck with a wife that needs so much help, you know. And um, we, we really approached the MS out of a place that, um, that we couldn't believe that our maker designed us with these these flaws that we just weren't able to heal from this. And I couldn't understand why he would have designed me with a body that would attack itself. So we didn't give up searching. It was a really hard at times and really there were times where you just sort of get like a dip and, and Abba comes and he just comes and shines his light again. And um I think it it was good because we kept reaching out for him and trying to understand his ways and trying to understand his design. So um, sort of immediately after the MS diagnosis, um, we started making really big changes. We started looking at the stuff in our homes, you know, our, our physical stuff. What are we putting on and in our um, bodies? And at the same time, um, we were trying to sort out the spiritual stuff in our lives. And I really, really approached um my emotional healing with the tenacity that I guess most people wouldn't in normal circumstances have 
But because I was so determined that I was going to heal from this, I was, I was not gonna back down and let this diagnosis define me because that is literally what happens when you get, when you get diagnosed with a, with a dreaded disease such as cancer or MS, you are the, you are the MS girl, you know, and everybody's always approaching it as if, you know, you are, you are different. And even, even today, um, where we are now, if they know that you've been diagnosed with MS, even though we believe that I'm totally healed of MS because of the journey, um, people will still sort of label you as having MS. They, they can't see past that, uh, that barrier, which the medical industry has basically placed before us by saying, no, but this disease is, um, incurable and, uh, they don't know the cause, but it's incurable. Um, and that, and that was a really, really, harsh part of the journey as well. Once again, we experienced a lot of rejection from, from the people in our lives because they just didn't and couldn't accept, I guess, um, in the, in their current mindsets at that stage that we weren't doing what the doctors wanted us to do. But in embracing Abba's design and, and really starting to recognize that he has so many living building blocks and, and there's so much beauty and, and healing in his design. Um, yeah, we started to experience healing and, and all of a sudden this, this miracle of a brain being able to heal, it was just, it was visible and people sort of couldn't believe it. So then they label you as just going into a sort of a remission. As, as cancer was so, is very often labeled. And, um, yeah, every time I, I sort of like got happy and I say every time because it did happen again, just not in the same severity. So each time we had, we had more of a refinement. We, we look deeper into, okay, but, but how can we do things differently? How can we be better? How can we, um, be healthier and, um, be more whole? Um, in our hearts and also in our lives. And, um, yeah, we, we really started to look weird. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> I've got to be really honest. People, uh, really struggle. They grappled with the fact that we were all of a sudden on this really weird journey. I mean, I was feeding my husband carrots, broccoli and yogurt for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was crazy. That would have been really tough for me, to be honest. I don't know. Yes, Edgar. No, I understand that. <laughs> no, I, I think it was tough for my husband too, but all of a sudden his health also started to improve. You know, he could, mm-hmm. he could focus more on his studies. Um, you know, he was losing weight that he wasn't even planning on losing. And, um, we were, we were generally just more healthy. So we were seeing the fruits of our efforts and it was beautiful, even though it looked really weird to the to the outside world and I've actually gotten quite comfortable with that title mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just we're just weird yeah you're doing it quite well in, yeah. a, in a good way yeah I've, I've <laughs> just I've just got to get the glasses you know <laughs> um so so I, we did we we sort of went through big changes I've really removed us out of out of the society that we were in um, he placed us on a farm. We were able to like sort of start going off grid and stuff, but we were very separated. We were set apart for a very long season. And then, then I had this pregnancy, this 22 month pregnancy as if, as if not doing what the doctor said for the MS wasn't reason enough for people to ignore us. <laughs> we have this pregnancy that we're also not taking to the, to the system. 
And um, it was good. It was it was obvious why Abba removed us, and um, he really um, he opened doors and he just communicated in ways that we'd never experienced before. And dreams and visions and scripture and friends, you know, people that were placed on our paths, and suddenly there were people that actually recognizes our path being um, being inspiring and actually being true life. Mm-hmm. Um, and freedom, you know, freedom was a really big theme in, in our testimonies that we've experienced because I, I was personally be, being very medically minded at that stage in my life. I was a slave to the system. Um, I recognized Ava, but I didn't embrace everything he had in, you know, planned for us. And, um, I, I sort of like, you know, took my faith to the church, but I didn't take my health to Abba as well. Um, and we, that's probably the way it just is. Wouldn't you say we've sort of compartmentalized stuff, you know, education belongs in the school and your health belongs at the doctor and your faith it's in the true. church. It's true. Yes. Yeah. And it's a quite, quite a big comfort zone, I think for most people. Yeah. Because it's easier that way. You don't have to figure it out because someone already figured it out. And I'm saying that in inverted commas, because did they really? Is it really mm. a solution? Is it really healing? Or is it just, you know, suppressing symptoms and just kind of, I don't know, you know, management, management, yeah, managing everything instead of getting the design, as you say, from Abba himself, because yeah. yes, he designed each one of us in a very peculiar way and he has the answers he knows exactly what's going on in our bodies in our in our hearts in mm-hmm. our minds um even more so than anybody else can and, and in that um i think there's certainly a place at times for input yeah and the lord can surely use people um i mean like we've seen him use doctors in yes. amazing ways like their knowledge um we've seen him using, um, yeah, like many, many different health, um, occupations in, in, in a way that honors him. So mm. there's definitely that, but I think it comes to the, to the place of is our hope in yeah. them? Yeah. Or is our hope in, in Abba to, to, heal us and to meet us where we are are we getting the answers is our source mm. um so yeah yeah no, i think i think you really summed it up well yeah my, i find that too is um that if 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 you're not looking if you're not seeking his heart and his will then it's really difficult to find the solution mm because we were sort of stuck with plasters, mm, you know. That's true. Yeah. So practically, um, what what did Abba reveal to you? What did the Lord reveal to you in terms of game plan um, in this journey? Because you're sitting in front of me right now, and you are in quite good health. Like, I mean, like all of our bodies does have <laughs> yeah. like, things we are on planet earth. Yeah. And we, we will receive new bodies one day. 
Um, but I mean, like you are in good health, you're functioning, you're able to homeschool your kids, you're able to drive again. Um, yeah, praise Abba for that yeah, one. He's so faithful. So, so what did he do? What, what was the practical side of it? Mm. Well, your question actually just brings a side note to mind. Um, when I was diagnosed with the MS, the neurologist basically, um, predicted, if we can put it that way, that if my MS continues to develop as it had been at that stage, it was really aggressive, mm-hmm. um, then I would be in a wheelchair now, in a, you know, eight years from diagnosis. And this is eight years. This is eight not years later. In a wheelchair. No. <laughs> no, not at all. So oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. From, from 2015 to the beginning of 2019, I had, I had MS symptoms that would develop and then I'd be really, really focused on my thoughts and my lifestyle. And, um, by the practical and the lifestyle, we were eating a lot of raw foods. We'd, we also changed like the milk. We drink very little sugar. Um, we really tried to eat foods the way God made them. Mm. And we, tr- we, we embraced the biblical diet as well because we discovered a lot of, um, information actually that absolutely just confirmed why Abba mm. gave the, the guidelines which he did in the Bible. And, um, we, we, yeah, could embrace that, that relationship and just trusting him that even though we don't understand mm. always why he said what he said, that he has a reason for that. So we, we met a few weird friends. I learned about ozone in that time, a little bit about essential oils. Frequencies were actually on Johan's list, my husband, um, because he studied engineering. So <laughs> frequencies is also something which Abba mm-hmm. made. So we, we discovered all these yeah. healing therapies and modalities that Abba had made. And we started also bringing them into our lives. And it was, it truly was baby steps. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes when people hear our testimonies, they sort of want to rip the bandage, chuck everything in their house and just start this lifestyle. But um, we, we really found that these baby steps made it, made it doable. So until that point, I had been, you know, experiencing small, um, small, what would you say, um, MS, repercussions, I don't know, um, sort of just experiencing symptoms of, of these events happening again, but never as, as the first time in severity, I would, I would suddenly start getting like rib pain. They call it the MS hug. Um, then it's really harsh for, for like a couple of weeks and it would disappear, or I would uh, find that my leg is a little lazy and that would disappear, or I would get pins and needles and then that would disappear. And, um, but I, I started developing, um, well, shortly after the diagnosis in 2015, I guess already, there, there seemed to be a cyst developing in my cheek. And I just sort of like always, ignored it and you know you just do a new skincare routine <laughs> you just don't really think that it's something internal but after many years of being confronted with the single root canal I had in my mouth which I had received at the age of 12 already um yeah we decided in 2019 that that needed to go mm-hmm. um and 
I, I, I probably had always felt that I really don't want to spend a lot of money on myself, you know? <laughs> so, so to go to the biological dentist as, um, recommended by the book of Johan Jacobs, uh, named Go Natural that I had read several times at that point. Um, I decided I was going to go to a regular dentist and just explain to them how to change the procedure just a bit so that the healing could take place because regular um, dental practices that we've witnessed do not actually drill after extracting a tooth. Um, and then sometimes the periodontal ligament, which holds the tooth in its place, um, is not completely removed and the body doesn't recognize the loss of the tooth and then it doesn't fill up the jawbone. And um, do you have a question yes, on that one? So, so there's a link between the, the MS symptoms then and, yeah, just yeah. for the listener and yeah. the dental okay. yeah. care. So the root okay. canal, how, the, how that gets into the picture, I, I suspected the root canal was actually causing the cyst. And um, I suspected the root canal was infected as well. So I thought that maybe the infection was causing these toxins to move out through my cheek. Okay. And um, that's that's uh, sort of the reason we went to, to have the root canal removed. And um, yes, there is a link because if the periodontal ligament is not completely removed and, and the bone sort of raw... Um, if proper healing then doesn't take place because these steps were not followed, um, the jawbone can actually develop a pocket where your, your gum tissue will grow closed and this pocket can become infected, um, with air, well, aerobic bacteria can also infect it, but usually your, your blood supply is very, um, damaged at that place. So the chances mm -hmm. are very high that anaerobic bacteria okay. will, will actually, um, cause a major infection there and they're nice and protected because your immune system can't reach them with a damaged blood supply. And, um, yeah, those anaerobic bacteria actually give off toxins which attack the myelin sheaths, which are sort of like the covering of your nerves okay. and uh, the myelin sheaths in your brain. Um, and that is what MS is. That is sure, literally that what is MS so is. It is. It is the myelin sheaths being yeah. attacked yeah. Um, mm. in your brain. And then your brain sends these messengers to the rest of your body or how? how yeah. Well, well, what's an e easy illustration, um, that, that I was able to understand, um, is like an electrical cord, right? Okay. So it's, it's got this, this copper on the inside and then it's got these casings. And okay. if those casings are damaged and, and there are two different electrical cords and there's a sort of a, you know, this message has to go through, this power has to go through, then they short circuit, the, the, oh, the electricity okay. sort of jumps. You know, and that's what happens in your brain is suddenly the message isn't actually going where it should be going mm -hmm. or there's a delay in it going. That is, that is one of the most horrible and frustrating symptoms. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's, okay. you know, that's the most basic illustration I was able to okay. get out of that. Yeah. So then you went to this biological dentist yeah well um that happened very late in 2019 at first okay. i didn't actually know what was happening 
So um, 2019 turned out to be a very hectic year as well. Um, we, we were actually moving um, again and we were building a house and we'd recently bought, you know, a farm and uh, we found out that we were expecting our third and I was, I was just sort of ignoring my health at that stage. Mm. So, but, um, I, I had the tooth removed. It wasn't too horrible. I, I, you know, treated it as best as I could for healing. And I actually felt okay, like six weeks afterwards, but two months about after the extraction, I just started to feel really tired. And, um, I would, I would literally like, go to sleep at night. I didn't, I didn't even know how I got through the afternoon. And then two hours after I fell asleep, I would, I would just wake up in like this sort of nightmare mode. You know, you wake up with your heart racing and, and you just want to run and stuff. And, um, I felt like there was this, this constant buzzing Mm. and, um, my muscles became really weak at a stage. I actually asked our, um, our neighbor to peel the vegetables for me because I just, I just couldn't. I just couldn't get my muscles to do that. Mm. And, um, it was, it was really, Mm. I'm sorry. It was, um, it was a really tense time. I didn't think I was going to make it. So yeah, I, I had a stage yeah, we didn't, we didn't want to talk about it, but, but I didn't, I didn't know if I was actually going to make it. And, um, yeah, that, that was, that was severe. It was really yeah. severe. And I was yeah. just trying to cope with, you know, raising my babies and I, and I was, I was pregnant. Um, I even sort of juggled with the idea of perhaps just leaving my family so that they don't have to go through oh, this. And, um, there's this one song and it actually does still, it reduces me to tears each time. But, but I can say that with, with, with a bittersweetness, I want to say there's so much joy in that too, because, um, the story behind the song, um, is, is sort of similar to mine. He didn't know if he was going to make it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, one of the brothers from For King and Country and he, he also went through really, a really dark time where, where he was so just on a lot of medication and they didn't know it was going to end. And the song's lyrics, um, are both, I don't want to live without you. And where his wife sings, I don't want to live without you. So yeah, that, that's just a really mm. powerful song. Um, mm. yeah, it was really the song of the season and we, we discovered it sort of by accident. Mm. Um, simply because we wanted one of the other songs and bought the album. So Abba really blessed me with that, just to have this this person who actually went through these deep waters mm-hmm. and they, they came out on the other end and they, they had this mm-hmm. beautiful testimony to share. So um, every time I thought that, you know what, I, I don't see chance for this anymore, then, then Abba would actually send me someone or something. And he was so faithful in that. He was so faithful because my heart's cry was just, Abba, where to now? I, I don't, I can't keep, I can't do this. I can't do this out on my own. And I really want to say that that is a really big theme here is 
I was weak. I was severely broken. Like I, I didn't know which way out. But he came and he, he, he showed his strength, but in the most compassionate of ways. Mm. You know, he, he's glorified, but absolutely just through his loving kindness. It never was this, this show, you know, it was just this, I'm going to carry you through this. Mm. And, and I, I trust that the people around us could witness this, that as well. So it's toward the end of, of 2019. And, um, up until that stage, I'd been developing new symptoms weekly where I, where I almost had, um, uh, let's say three relapses a year at, at, until that stage. And, um, these symptoms which I were developing weekly were not going into regression at all. Sure. They were literally just layering on top sure. of each other and on top of each other and on top of each other. So, um, yeah, I, I felt we tried everything. You know, we were the, <laughs> we were the most crazy healthy, um, people I knew in lifestyle. And, um, I'd, I'd really squeezed out every bit of, traumatic memories try and just get all the healing I could in every area and I was still not getting healthy Mm. um then one day I received an email from Yuan Jacobs I'd subscribed to to his email list and it had a movie's name on it um the movie's name was The Root Cause and um yeah um his testimony is also one where he actually healed from MS um, and he, one, one of the causes of his MS, um, he said was root canals and the other was, was mercury fillings. And, um, I decided I'm going to watch it and I did sort of like in sections. And suddenly there was just this, what, can you believe it? I just, these aha moments, these light bulbs just kept coming. I was like, yeah, that that's me. That is so me. Um, and although I feel the movie could have been done much better in the sense that, um, they, they do not recognize our creator. So they're missing a really big part of the picture. The science, the science and the medical, the biology side of it is very, very well unpacked and very understandable. And, um, Yes, there was just so much information. I, I think I've watched it about four times already, and each time I just discovered more and more. Um, and I'd watched it, and I'd sort of started chewing on this idea, and I shared it with my husband that it that it it could have been the root canal, but I don't really know how that connects anymore because I had the root canal removed. And um, yeah, we decided that we're going to call you on Yorkos just to hear if he could sort of just help yeah. us figure this out a little bit. Um, and he, he was very gracious. He actually, um, the first time he didn't even have a consultation with me, he just said, listen, yeah, we need to unpack this, but I need to, I need to book an hour conversation with you and your husband. We're not doing this. Um, if you're married, you, you have to have the full partnership, um, mm-hmm. involved in this because that's why. Yeah. Johan gets a different picture of this yeah. than I'm getting. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. And, um, so we, we organized babysitter and, um, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of kind friends in that as well. Um, I'm so grateful for that again. Abba really, really blessed us in that. Um, and we had our, we had our appointment 
and where the the click moment for me was when Johan asked what color the tooth was when it was extracted. And I realized but it was green. Oh wow. It was green. <laughs> Yo. And and you know, I love biology. I, I was mm. in um in veterinary medicine for two years uh, as a as a veterinary assistant, so I actually helped a lot with operations and stuff. So I don't I don't mind seeing the let's say the gory stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> But a green tooth that should have probably disturbed me more than it had at that moment. And he said that he definitely thinks that it's a jawbone cavitation. And he, he suggested, um, a route for that. And that route's involved in getting, um, to a biological dentist. Okay. Yeah. So the first dentist that you went to was not a biological dentist. No, okay. he was, he was a general dentist at, okay. a, at a local hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I was still, I was still painted. Yeah, so, um, that's, that's, yeah, that was challenging. And, and all of a sudden with the, with the information offered in the root cause, um, documentary, as well as um, Johan Jokov's uh, own testimony, um, yeah, I I realized that this tissue that is making me sick in my jawbone is potentially harmful in my body, you know. Mm. And um, because we'd we'd been doing ozone therapy for a while then, and we'd been doing medical ozone therapy, it's not the it's not the general kind you just put in your bath um, or, you know, clean your home's air with. It's, it's the kind where you actually have to get medical oxygen to use it with, and it's even safe enough with the correct practitioner um, to be injected in, intravenously, so into your, into your veins. Um, yeah, I, I actually then organized to go for weekly um IV ozone sessions just to help manage the the damage which was um, being caused in my body by this anaerobic infection. The biological dentist states this this infection um, as a cadaver poison. It's sure. it's literally the same type of bacteria that would be breaking down uh, the the body of of a deceased one. Um, That's quite shocking. That is, that is shocking and it's a very gross thought that you yes. have this dead body tissue in your yes. jaw because it's literally necrotic tissue and we all know necrotic tissue does not, does not belong in your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, that was, I was still sort of on the fence with all of this because we mm. tried so much and we'd been through so much and mm. I wasn't, I wasn't 100% convinced. I just had this hope. That this was, you know, the final piece of the puzzle, the biggest piece of the puzzle. And um, we booked the appointment. They were very full. So I had about six weeks wait where I, I went for weekly IVs until the second last week. And after that, I couldn't take a needle in my arm anymore. I just, I just didn't see chance for it. Um, and then, well, the procedure was was intense they say it's the most intense procedure you can do in chair without um without uh, anesthesia sure you know they just gave a, a local anesthetic and you could only take so much because i'm pregnant and um yeah um 
Was it in your hometown then, or did no, you have to travel? I actually had to travel to a oh, neighboring okay. province. There were yeah. only two biological dentists okay. at that stage. Currently, there still are only two biological dentists that I know of in South Africa. Okay. Yeah, and the one is in Cape Town, and the other one is in Johannesburg, Pretoria region. Okay. Yeah, so so it was a lot of admin, a lot of um, a lot of help needed for me to be able to do that, and. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm so, I'm so grateful looking back. You can really see how Alba just provided mm-hmm. in all of this. So ever since I, I had the procedure done, which basically happened in the, what basically happened in the procedure was that they, um, opened up the jaw area where the tooth had been. And as they opened it up, they actually just saw this black tissue, oh. uh, you know, um, and um, they they cleaned it out and they ozonated it. And the ozone, the ozone offers oxygen, but it also kills the pathogens. Okay. So that is that is this really good combination yeah. because an anaerobic infection dies in contact with oxygen already, and then the ozone comes and it also detoxes those mm. toxins. So um, that's that's from what I understand of it, and. I stopped developing MS symptoms. You know, I still had the effects of the ones that I developed, Mm. but slowly, you know, slowly, because this is your brain healing, this takes months, slowly the symptoms started to disappear. And by the time um, we gave birth to our youngest son, um, in the March the following year, so that was, let's say, four months after the operation, um, I actually felt pretty normal. Sure. Um, I was still recovering strength because my muscles had really, really weakened. And um, looking back, I wish I recognized that now that how weak my muscles had gotten, I would have probably given more attention to that. Mm. Um but but I I could walk normally. I was cooking normally, you know, raising mm. my boys and focused, and yeah, everything looked great. And yeah, well, that was that was phase one. Wow, Renee, that's such an amazing um, story and testimony, and yeah, thank you for sharing it. Um, we'll definitely have to get into phase two. Is there phase three as well? I don't know. I hope not. Uh. <laughs> I hope not. No, Abba has made us a lot wiser um, oh, here, so I, I don't think there will be a phase three oh, to awesome. that specific part. But yeah, I think, uh, friends, let's wrap it up here. Hopefully we can get Renee back for um, another session just to finalize what happened. Renee, I just want to maybe finish this uh, podcast off by if if there's a listener maybe with similar symptoms or also maybe MS or maybe other other type of autoimmune disease, what what advice would you give that specific person? Well, the first piece of advice that comes to mind is um, is to not be harsh on yourself. I, I think a lot of the times. A person with an autoimmune disease um, immediately does want to go into a place of blaming this themselves, and um, yeah, that is that is not a very healthy place. It's also not a place that Abba wants to impart um, his wisdom into. Yeah, um, but from a from a physical perspective, okay. Well, out of our own testimony. Um, 
I definitely would recommend um, getting getting your your teeth and your um, your dental health checked out. Um, most of us in our Western culture have had some sort of dental work done, whether it be wisdom teeth being extracted, um, fillings, root canals. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff, and and your meridians, your your connections from your brain to the rest of your body goes through your teeth. So your teeth are really an integral part of your health. The people I would trust to go to in South Africa um, are Dr. Rojas in uh, in the Gauteng area that is in Joburg and in Pretoria area. Um, and then there is the Camps Bay Dental Studio with Drs. Brogneri and Theologides. Yes, they are, they're all qualified biological dentists who also um, support holistic practices which recognize that they need to support the body in its natural function and not put any toxins in the body or um, do anything to the teeth which would allow infections and such to develop. Wow. You'd think that would be like standard practice for a dentist, but apparently it's not. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. Thank you for sharing that. That's such an important piece of information. And yeah, thanks, thanks, thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. In Him, we live and move and have our being. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the Zadok podcast. For more info, blogs, music, or other creative content, visit our website at zadok.com.